Thank you for supporting Overcomers Christian Center. From wherever you're listening, we hope that today's message leaves you feeling empowered and equipped. For years, um, the Lord revealed my gift to me when I was about, I want to say, 12. I was already writing in school, but it, he really revealed to me that this is what you want to do. Because at first, I was going to be the next Whitney Houston, okay? All right. In the backyard with my headphones on, like, yes, that's what I was going to do. And then, okay. And then I was going to be the next Monica Kaufman. I thought I wanted to be a news anchor. But um, one day I sat down and wrote this play called Nothing New. And I still have it in my handwriting. You can barely read it because the paper faded. But when I wrote that play and I took it to Bishop and asked the youth minister at the time to let us put it on, after that I knew, okay, this is really what God has given you. So this is what you need to do. So tonight we're going to talk about performing performers ministering by following the omniscient guide and ask someone do you value your talent now everyone at a place of refuge and anyone that's ever in any of my plays or shows can tell you that's how we open up our prayers and that's how i ended by saying lord we thank you for our gifts and talents we do not take them lightly we will use them to give you all the honor and the glory and that is really what i intend to do with my gifts So first, definitions, performers, artists who participate in performing arts in front of an audience. Examples of these include actors, comedians, dancers, musicians, that should be musicians, not magicians, um, circus artists, and singers. This is a Webster Wikipedia type definition. Ministering according to the need of someone, giving, helping, being a servant. Ministry, the act of carrying out by Christians to express or spread faith. So when you're ministering to someone, you're helping them. And when you minister God's word, you're carrying out his word, spreading the gospel, spreading the faith. Following, coming after as a result of, pay close attention to, to track or to be concerned with the development of, to practice or to carry out undertake so we know we can see just by that layman's definition how important it is to be a follower not just a regular follower we're going to talk about being a follower of the omniscient god omniscient is the special power of god to know everything the knowledge of all and there's only one who has that and we know that's god guide a person who advises or shows the way to others to show or indicate the way, direct or have influence on one's course of action. And who better to guide us than someone with all knowledge? Like, you, why not follow somebody without? Like, you know what I mean? You'll follow somebody when you're going on a trip. They'll take the wrong turn. But you'll follow them, but then you pull over at the gas station like, was that right? And it wasn't right. You know we ain't went right. So who better to follow than the one who has all knowledge? Value. Importance beneficial regarded as worth something and talent natural skill biblically though a talent is a unit or a gift and so 
We'll read our theme scripture for the year here. It says, however, in John 16 and 13, however, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth, for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will tell you things to come. Here I want to really look at to come. To come connotes to travel or to move to a place. Now, I'm concerned with the term to move when it comes to God saying that he's going to come. That's letting us know that when he comes, he's going to move. So we want to be in the right position for that move that the omniscient God is going to make. So if you're not in the right position when God comes and he prepares to move, chances are you're going to be left behind. You're going to miss out on what God has for you. And what you definitely don't want to do is be the one who is out of place and cause the congregational blessing to be hindered or slowed down while we're trying to pull you along. We all over here. You still over there. Get over here so we can all be blessed. Amen? Um, I'm concerned with the turn to move because there are a few things that we need in relation to the spirit of truth coming or moving. And the first thing we need is to be willing. To be willing to be ready, eager, and prepared. We know that God made us free more agents, right? He's not going to open your arms and force you to embrace him. He's not going to open your heart and force you to put him in there, right? He's not going to pick you up from your house performing arts ministry and drop you in the church when you're supposed to be at practice. He's not going to do it. When I was a little girl, I used to think, you know what, if I had one superpower, it would be to close my eyes and open them and be anywhere. But then still get to go back wherever I, you know what I mean? But God's not going to do that. If you know you're supposed to be at rehearsal and you decide to stay at home, he is not going to make you manifest like you from Star Trek. You have to be willing, right? He will, however, give us ways to know he's near or coming. And he will allow us to be uh, willing to receive what he has for us for from salvation to spiritual and natural blessings. He knows what he has for us. And when we are willing, he's going to release those things to us. In the performing arts ministry and all ministries, it is majorly important to be willing. A leader can do more with a willing member who may have a low skill set, then they can do with someone full of talent that's not willing. Because what I'm going to do with you if you don't come to practice? What am I going to do? I can't do anything with you. A dance instructor can do more with a child who has no rhythm. I'm a, I'm a witness. I promise you it's true. But it's consistent in coming. That's going to be your next leader because I got some. That's what happened. Those kids had zero zero rhythm okay jeffrey it didn't matter if you was on the draw none okay but they were willing and their parents consistently brought them and now some of them have been leaders over those dance ministries now but then if you got that one that's this can dance they little feet off but don't ever come or when they come they're not willing don't want to participate got an attitude in the corner like what's wrong with you nothing okay go home that's what i tell them sorry okay Leaders need willing workers. God wants us to be willing as well. How do we know if a member or a leader in a performing arts ministry is willing? 
is unwilling. I'm sorry. <clears throat> Number one, when you're unwilling, you are not eager. That means you show little to no enthusiasm. Those members who want you to beg them to be in your place. Ask me, do I beg anybody to be in my place? I don't beg nobody. I ain't begging you. If you don't want to do it and you show me that you don't want to do it, I will definitely move on. Because I can already see that you're going to be more of a struggle than you are helping me reach success. Okay? Those who drag into every rehearsal, every praise scene practice, you that tired? Every one of them, every single time, you that tired. Right? Okay? The, tell somebody it's time out. Those who do it, but they do it begrudgingly. And they constantly complain and they're trying to get others to ride the boat of complaint with them. Tell somebody it's time out. Stop being not eager. The second way you can tell that a performing arts ministry member is unwilling is they are not ready. Not ready. That's that one who is never prepared and is known for procrastination. If, you're, if you ever hear somebody say, well, I know she ain't going to do it to, to the last minute. That is not a trait you <laughs> That's not positive. <laughs> that's not how you want to be known. Even if when you do it, you do it well, you really don't understand the pressure and the stress that you're putting on your leadership if they know you're not going to do it to five seconds before they need it in their hand. That is definitely not of God, period. The one who can't keep up with their script, even when you printed it, you posted it, you emailed it. So they got it on their phone, you gave it to them in a notebook, and you put it on the page. Then they come to practice and say, you got an extra script. <laughs> oh, have mercy. I'm going to leave that right there. The one who is continually still learning their lines or their part or their dance move or their lyrics. I'm still, I'm still learning. We've been doing, we know this play next week. We've been practicing for a month. You still now, I know that it takes time. It does take time. It's, it's progressive. It's all a process. But your leader can tell if you're just being sorry and you haven't looked at that script because she found it up under the chair on row five. Or if you really are being progressive and working on it and you still don't quite know everything. You can't fool. We know. We know. Okay. We know when you haven't listened to that song at all. Right? Let me, okay, let me go. Let us read. <laughs> let us quickly read Matthew 25. We're going to read 14 through 30 really quickly. For the kingdom of heaven is like a man traveling to a far country who called his own servants and delivered his goods to them. And to one he gave five talents and another two and to another one to each according to his own ability, and immediately he went on a journey. Then he who had received the five talents went and traded with them and made another five talents. And likewise, he who had received two gained two more. But he who had received one went and dug in the ground and hid his Lord's money. After a long time, the Lord of the servants came and to settle their accounts with them. So he said, 
So he who had received five talents came and brought five, five other talents, saying, Lord, you delivered to me five talents. Look, I have gained five more talents besides them. He said, his Lord said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. You are faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. He also, who had received two talents, came and said, Lord, you delivered to me two talents. Look, I have gained two more talents besides them. His Lord said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. And then he who had received one talent came and said, Lord, I knew that you are a hard man, reaping where you had not sown and gathering where you had not scattered seed. And I was afraid and went and hid your talent in the ground. Look, there you have what's yours. But his Lord answered and said to him, you wicked and lazy servant. You knew that I reap where I have not sown and gather where I have not scattered seed. So you ought to have deposited my money with the bankers. And at my coming, I would have received back my own with interest. So take the talent from him and give it to him who has ten talents. For to everyone who has more will be given, and he who will have abundance from him who does not have even what he has will be taken away. And cast the unprofitable servant into outer darkness that will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. So I told you before that biblically a talent is a unit, money, something of value. And I believe that our natural talents that God has given us are of value as well. So I want to look at talents in that regard and talk about these servants and how they did and did not follow the omniscient God. So first we're going to talk about attributes of performers who follow the omniscient God that, and they are how their leaders desire them to be. An attribute is simply the way someone is known, like, how they recognize you, like what they know about you. Like if you ask people what they know about me, the, probably the first thing they're going to say is, I do plays. She do plays. That's, an, that's one of my attributes. That's how people know me. Well, one of the attributes of one who is following omniscient God, number one, is they are trustworthy. See, the master trusted his servants. We know this because he gave them something of value that belonged to him. I don't think you're going to go out and give somebody your brand new car to drive if you don't really fully trust them, right? I don't think you're going to let anybody watch your baby that you don't fully trust, right? So we know that this master trusted these servants to give them something valuable. This is similar to how God entrusts us to take care of our gifts and talents that he has given us. Because a gift from God is without repentance. That's something very valuable. So you should never take for granted the gifts that God has given you. I know Bishop talks a lot about different singers that started out in the church and God gave them those talents, but now they're using them for worldly gain. They aren't respecting or valuing the talent that God gave them because they're not using it to edify him. He trusts us to obey his written and revealed word as well. See, if we are leaders, he entrusts us to lead his sheep as well as to edify the church. So that's all the way around. So the members are, need, are being trusted by God to use their talents, and the leaders are being trusted by God to teach those members how to use those gifts and talents. But we're all being entrusted by God to edify the body as well as to win souls. Because I thoroughly believe and have seen it before, a play can draw someone to Christ. They can give their life to Christ. 
because of a play they saw, because of a dance that they saw, because of a song that they hear. Amen. And I don't take it for granted that when we do our performing arts, do I don't know if you guys do, but I, you probably do do them on a night that there's usually Bible study. Do you? Normally? So you can't take for granted the fact that your man of God is giving you a night that he feeds to perform. Then you better be feeding because that's a night that the sheep come to eat. So you can't just be getting up here doing any kind of play or any kind of speech or giving the kids a scripture to read just because this man of God stepped aside to let you feed. Never take that for granted. I never take that for granted. Okay, number two, they will meet expectations. Attributes of performers who follow the omniscient guide meet expectations. See, the master expected the servants to see the value in what he had given them. But he also knew each one's ability. So this also lets us know that he was a good master because he allowed his servants to be who they were. He wasn't telling servant number one, you better act like number ten. He gave him one because he felt that he could handle that one, right? And he didn't expect them to operate beyond their abilities, but he did expect them to operate, all right? He didn't expect them to do whatever they felt like doing. He was expecting them to do what they had learned. How do we know this? Because as soon as he gave them what he gave them, he left. He didn't give them no long speech, no to-do list. He gave them the talent, and he left because he had already taught them what to do with it. So there is no reason for First Lady Dobbs or Pastor Dobbs really to be in here during choir rehearsal, to be in here during play practice, unless they're volunteering to help you and be in here because they've already taught you and entrusted you as a leader to be in there doing what you know to do. So they can go across town and know that you're operating the way you're supposed to be in here, right? This is much like God. He won't put more on us than we can bear. And that's in 1 Corinthians 10 and 13. So likewise, in leadership, leaders, we must do the same. We need to expect, but never set our people up to fail, only to grow. Why would you put a child in an adult role knowing that they're going to forget the lines and be embarrassed when they get up there? Why would you allow someone, as bad as they want to lead a song, to lead it when you know they can't? Please don't do that. Okay? leaders have to be savvy enough and led of the omniscient guide enough to be able to tell that person, well, you know what, I'm going to work with you, but not this time. Because don't do it. I'm just going to leave it right there. (laughs) Don't give anyone roles and speeches and solo dances and put them out front if you know they can't handle it yet. You should be a good enough leader to, to, to let them know, listen, I'm, I'm training you, and, and you're doing a really good job. Don't tell them they they a hot mess right now, but just let them know that they're being trained and show them progressively how they're moving. Encourage them so that they won't get frustrated and not come back. Because I've had that happen before when I had um, a different young lady was over a group of my girls teaching them their dance moves. We had like four groups, and it was time for me to let someone else do one. She was so hard on them that every single one of them quit. And so when that happened, as her leader, I knew something is wrong with what you're doing. Because all of these kids were enjoying dance. No, they're not all on the same level, but for every single one of them to quit, and every single one of them mama mad, 
you ain't doing something right. And I put you in, uh, we're going to talk about that, but I put you over here to give me some relief. And you got everybody mama texting me. Okay. Always have high expectations, but know your people. Push them, even if you have to push them hard and push them out of their comfort zone. But be led by the omniscient one, and he will guide you so that you will lead them according to his will, not yours. Okay? So that way you are pushing, not being pushy. Okay? Meeting your leader's expectations, members, will do two things for them. And this one I just got when I got here, so it's not on your paper. When you meet your leader's expectations, you give them joy and relief. Amen? Mm -hmm. Listen, first lady, yes. But you want to give them the right kind of relief. And let me explain. See, what you don't want to do is give your leader that negative relief to where, like, I'm so glad that play over. Because they done worried me to death the whole time. I done had to beg them. It was like pulling a pulling teeth process. You want to give your leader a sigh of relief that it was tough, but we did it. We accomplished it. It wasn't grueling. Like, I wasn't pulling my hair out. Like, I didn't get more gray hair just during those rehearsals. We did it. So that's the type of relief you want to give them. Positive, positive, breathe out relief. Right, First Lady? Well, we know you like to breathe out. (laughs) All right, so now we're going to talk about some more traits of these servants with the master and the talents. Traits of a performer who follow an omniscient guide. So a trait is a trait is something that is a part of who you are. Okay? So an attribute is like how I know you, and a trait is a part of like who you you are. Because you know that I write, but am I nice? You know what I mean? That would be a trait. So the first trait is they are givers. And how many know givers gain? Right? So the first two servants took their talents out. They had to be skilled at what they were doing because they traded. So they probably bartered. They probably had to negotiate with whoever they were trading for to gain more. Right? So they used their skill and their talent to go out and gain more. So they were givers And as a result of giving what their master had given them, given the knowledge that their master had probably taught them on how to barter and how to trade, they gained for their master. So that goes for us also giving of our time at these rehearsals, giving of our time at these shows, and giving our finances when it's time to support the ministry as well. Number two, they don't have to be micromanaged. I talked about this a little bit already, but the master left them right away after giving them their talents or giving them their tasks to take care of. So he had to have felt that they were trained enough to carry on without him. Does your leader feel that way? He didn't stop and re-instruct them or stand over them and tell them what was expected. He gave it to them. He left. Does your leader know that you'll start on time if they're stuck in traffic? Are y'all still going to be standing in the parking lot talking? We're supposed to start at 7. And they pull up at 7.05 because they were stuck in traffic. Does your leader know that you're going to learn your lines when you need to? Or they're going to have to pry the script out of your hand the night of the show? I'm just saying. Y'all know I'm going to stay on that. Sorry. Not sorry. All right. Um, 
uh, a genuine leader loves it when things can go on without them. I do. The more people I get trained to do these dance groups, that's one of them breathe out first leg. That's a good thing. A, a genuine leader likes that. Now, if your leader want to do everything, I don't know. I ain't going to talk about that. That ain't on my paper. But I'm just saying, a genuine leader likes when things can carry on without them and they can see success in their people. And they see growth in their people. Because that means you've been doing something right. Right? All right. Three, they are serious about their talent or assignment. They don't take even the smallest assignment lightly. See, servants one and two, and servant two especially, even though they might have all been standing there when they got what they got. It doesn't tell us if they were all standing in line, if they saw what the other one got or not. But perhaps if they were, servant two saw that he got less than, one know he got less than the other one, right? But he didn't feel like, oh, I didn't get as much, so I don't need to work as hard. He worked according to his ability as hard as he could with what he was given. And that's what leadership is expecting from performing arts ministry members as well. If you're given one flag, move. Will you wave it with the same amount of passion you would if you was dancing on the front? Ask yourself. If you're given three lines in the performance, are you going to give as much care to come into rehearsals when you're asked to come? Now, I ain't going to make you come to every rehearsal if you ain't got three lines. But the ones I ask you to come to, are you going to be prepared when you get there because you only have three lines? You know what I mean? If you're helping out backstage, do you care enough to come early enough to set things up so that the director ain't running around like losing their mind, can't find stuff because they're having to do everything? I've been there. I've had to do everything. Thank God I don't anymore. Praise him. Y'all give some praise for that. Come on now. Yes. Hallelujah. Woo. Thank you, Jesus. So they were willing to do the work and share what they had with others. They traded with intent to gain. They had to be good at what they were doing. They both went out and did as expected, and then they went home to relax. They were done. You can breathe that breathe, that sigh of relief when you do what you're supposed to do. You don't have to run around scared, and we're going to find out about serving number three. See, the master stayed gone a long time. He didn't rush back because he knew he had trained them and given them instructions. He thought that they were going to pass and not fail. He didn't think that they were foolish. The master wanted to see results. He wasn't there during their task, but in the end, he could tell what had been done. Just like our pastors and our church members they can tell if we put in the work behind the scenes as a whole and individually. They see that you do not know them moves over here in this corner like everybody else. They can't be fooled. We know you ain't doing that right. That was not where your leg was supposed to be. Everybody else's leg was over there. They can't be fooled. All right? Because your fruit is going to show itself. Matthew 7 and 16 through 20 says, you will know them by their fruit. Do men gather grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? Even so, every good tree bears good fruit, but every bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor can a bad tree bear good fruit. It is cut down and thrown into the fire. Therefore, we know them by the fruits. You will know them. So tell somebody, watch yourself. Your fruit going to show. 
So we're going to know if you was at rehearsal or if you're the one up there saying your lines and you stop and pause. I promise you, refuse can tell when you don't. <laughs> and I'm sure you all can tell when you don't when you don't know your lines. They know. They can tell. And most of all, even if you fake it and you pull off the performance, right? There was no anointing. So you didn't really fool anybody. And even if some come up to you, oh, that was good, that was real good, and you know within yourself, guess who you didn't fool? He knows. He definitely knows. So what type tree are you? Because the scripture is clear. A good tree cannot, is not able to, cannot physically bear a bad fruit. So that means to me a good performer cannot get tangled up in the complaining of the people who are over here complaining about we have too many practices. Over here talking about we've been here too long, ready to go. A good performer going to see that and go this way because they cannot even participate. Is that, I'm just, is that right? I'm just saying. <laughs> All right. Attributes and traits of performers who do not follow the omniscient guide. So let's talk about Mr. Man number three, Mr. One Talent Dude. Number one, they refuse to follow instructions. See, the third servant spent his day making it harder on himself than it had to be. Anybody in here ever dug a ditch? Is it easy? I ain't never dug a ditch, but I've seen it done, and I don't want to participate. No, thank you. You can have that, sir. Go right on out there and dig that ditch. So he's out here digging a hole to hide a talent when the other one's probably at home chilling, drinking sweet tea. He's making it harder on himself by not being willing to follow instructions that he already knew. So let me just go ahead and say this. You're making it hard on yourself when you come to my practice you don't know your lines. I didn't do that. You did that. Right? You knew what I was expecting. So don't get all twisted and bothered if I get upset with you because I know you're mature enough to know better. Yeah, I'm going to say something. Yeah, in front of everybody because you knew better. I'm just saying. Why are you digging a ditch? Go do what you're supposed to do. He was, he was unwilling to do the task that he was asked but did something that he should not have been doing at all, making it harder on himself. Putting effort into the wrong thing. Why are you worried about if she know her lines? Why are you worried about she didn't do that right, uh, Sister Charity? She, why are you worried about her? Okay. That's that one that always has suggestions and think they know better than leadership. You know what I'm saying? Not that they, not that you can't help, not that we don't want suggestions. No. But that one who know they're not doing what they're supposed to do. But you got five million suggestions about how I'm supposed to run this play. Oh, okay. All he had to do was follow instructions. Tell your neighbor, make it easy on yourself. Follow instructions. Number two, they are wicked and lazy. The servant dug the hole to hide his talent. When he knew he was supposed to be, what he was supposed to be doing was, was being busy for the work of the master, work of the Lord. He was too busy sneaking and trying to hide the talent that he was given. Putting effort into something that had nothing to do with his assignment. Wasting 
his own time, ultimately. Who knows how long it took him to dig that ditch to even hide it. And first of all, you're digging a ditch to, to show him you dug it. Like, what are you doing? Follow instructions. Because what you're doing makes zero sense. Zero. Okay? They refuse to do the necessary work to produce good results. Okay? And see, he may have thought what he was doing was going to go unnoticed because, number one, and number two, did so good. Master probably ain't even going to ask me about my one. He didn't give me but one no way. He probably ain't even going to send that to me. She ain't going to care if I ain't ain't got but one line. You ain't got but one line, but what is your one line connecting? What is your one line ministering to the people when we do this performance? You ain't got but one part of the dance, but what is that part of that dance going to do for someone? Okay? You cannot hide behind those who are doing right. You can try, but you're still going to be showed up. Why? That fruit going to show. That fruit going to show up on you. It's going to tell on you every time. And finally, the end result of being a performer who follows the omniscient God. Number one, they made their master proud. He had that sigh of relief. These two did what they were supposed to do. I had been talking until I was blue in the face getting them to this position for nothing. They did exactly what I asked them to do. Whew, what a relief. Because ultimately, as their master and as their leaders, we're trying to please our leadership. We're trying to please God. So when those members do what they're supposed to do, whew, thank you, Lord. What a relief. We're proud. Two, they receive elevation. Number one and number two were immediately commended by their master, and he told them, you finna get more. Did you see that in the scripture? You did what you were supposed to do. You were a giver. You bought the game. Three, they got blessed with more. So they not only got that elevation and, and that child that I was telling you about that had no rhythm that turned out to be the dance leader. They were given natural blessings. He elevated them in their positions and he blessed them with more told them enter into the joy of the lord now you can really take your rest for a minute you did such a good job i'm gonna bless you here's your rest right here enter into the joy of the lord be proud of yourself because you did what i trained you to do and you have made me very proud amen thank you so much for listening to today's message please subscribe to our podcast and if you're ever in the Villarica area, you can visit us at 3193 South Van Wert Road in Villarica, Georgia, on Sunday mornings at 10 and Wednesday evenings at 7. You can also reach us at 770-459-6221. That's 770-459-OCC1. Follow us on Facebook at Overcomers Christian Center and visit us online at occvr.org. We pray that you're empowered and equipped in today's world.